Live from the Pacific Northwest, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. Real. True. Stories. May the narrative be with you. When I was young, I had no fear of death. In fact, I welcomed it. I wasn't suicidal. Um, I didn't have a death wish. I wasn't out there doing crazy, unsafe things. In fact, the exact opposite was true. I always did the safe thing. I always did what they told me to do. Uh, What I mean by I welcomed death was I had accepted and embraced this belief that I would die a young, tragic death. In my mind, I pictured death, you know, with his black hoodie and his staff, and he's, you know, prowling around looking for somebody to take down, and he sees me, this star among his peers. And I believed, I honestly believed I was a star among my peers. You know, I had won a couple wrestling tournaments and dated a couple cute girls and had a couple newspaper articles written about me. I thought, you know, I had lived an accomplished life. Um, and, you know, I was going to be a big notch in death's belt when he, took me, when he took me down to the underworld. And people always said, you know, I had so much potential and I was going to do these great things in the future. And every time they said that, I thought, this is going to make my death that much more tragic. So um, years went by, year after year went by, and I kept not dying. <laughs> and it wasn't just me, it was people around me, um, you know, grandparents, parents, these people who are supposed to kind of fade away as you get older, they kept living. And this pattern continued until my senior year in college um, when my housemate, Todd, died. And Todd was four years older than me, and I had known him since I was probably 10 or 11, I'd watched him wrestle through high school and then into college. And when I got to college, he was actually a teammate of mine. And at the time of his death, he was my assistant wrestling coach. And Todd and I were opposites in a lot of ways. He was an extrovert. He used to throw parties at our house all the time. Um, he had different girls all the time. He, he, he loved being the center of attention. He used to um, go clubbing. He used to go to the, the, the dance clubs in San Francisco. And he had like a VIP pass to a lot of these places because... They loved him there. You know, in the movies when they have the, uh, the scene where the, the dance the floor clears and there's one dude in the middle dancing? That was taught. He actually did that. Um, he had this long, lanky, muscular body and, um, and this crazy uh, curly hair that came out. He looked like Sideshow Bob from The Simpsons. We used to call him that. And uh, he had all these funky moves. You know, he had this signature move where he would post his hand on the ground and he'd grab his ankles and he'd lift himself up and just hold it there. People loved him. I mean, he had followers. He had, there was a guy on our wrestling team that loved him so much. He wanted to be like Todd so much, he went out and got a perm. Now, I, on the other hand, and, and you know, Todd was a rule breaker. You know, he was a rule breaker. I, on the other hand, was uh, a little bit more of an introvert. Um, I didn't like breaking the rules. I didn't like being the center of attention. Uh, I, 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 I didn't like being the great Gatsby character. I was, I was happy being like the Nick Carraway character, you know, the guy who was writing about the Great Gatsby. Um, in our group, I always felt like I was sort of the outsider, or the observer. When we'd go out and do things, I always thought, you know, I always saw how people interacted. I watched how people did things, and I thought someday I would write about this. Um, you know, as we all got older, I would write about our escapades. Todd, Todd died the early morning hours, New Year's Day in the year 2000. 
Um, remember Y2K was supposed to come through and, and the whole world was supposed to end and it kind of just came and went and nothing happened. Well, in my world, something happened. He was in Las Vegas and he was on the main strip and uh, there was hundreds of thousands of people there on the, on the street and Todd decided he wanted to climb this utility pole. And I'd seen him do this many times before. He climbed this utility pole and he got up to the top and he started getting the crowd going. He loved to do this. This was his personality. And of course, the crowd's going crazy and the crowd's going nuts. What Todd didn't know was that utility pole was not actually the utility pole. It was a temporary electricity pole. And when Todd grabbed a wire on the other side for support, he was electrocuted. He died before he hit the ground. He was 26 years old. When I found out about Todd's death, my initial reaction was, how are we going to pay rent? How are we going to pay our bills? Todd's name was on the lease. Todd's name was on all the bills. My second reaction was, are we still going to go to Bakersfield this weekend to wrestle in this tournament we were supposed to do? Because this happened right in the middle of our, ter- uh, our season, and I wanted to know how it was going to affect the season. Now, I'll be the first to admit I didn't deal with this death properly. Um, I never really mourned for Todd, but I didn't really have a lot of experience with death. Ten years passed, and uh, a story came out in our alumni magazine commemorating Todd's death or his life, and it was written by one of my teammates. And this kid was a freshman when Todd died, so he knew Todd for a couple months. And when this story came out, a lot of my teammates, there was a lot of backlash from my teammates. Um, People were saying things like, how dare this guy write these stories? He didn't know Todd. We knew Todd. We know these stories. We own these stories. And I could understand their sentiment. I was angry, but not for those reasons. I was angry because this freshman had written a really good story. It was a story like I wish I had written. It was a story I should have written. He he wrote this story about... um, an experience he had with Todd. One night after practice, Todd had given him a ride home. And um, Todd had this red car. It was a sports car. I, I, don't know, I don't know what make it was. It was the type of car you would expect a guy with a small penis to buy. And this, this freshman was, it was telling a story about um, how he had, been, he had been on the straight and narrow his whole life. He didn't like to break the rules. But one night, Todd gave him a ride home, and he was driving through the windy roads behind our university at high speeds. And this, this freshman said he felt exhilarated and scared and, and free all at the same time. And I could relate to his experience with Todd. I guess that's another reason why I was upset. Because I had had a similar experience with Todd. Two days before he died, I, I, I guess you could say I had a heart-to-heart with him. Around those times, I had a lot of resentment towards Todd because he was a rule breaker, and he he did these things that went against this list of rules that I had, you know, this philosophy of my life that I had put together. And he was successful, and he was having fun, and people liked him. And I was over here following these rules, and I just wasn't having as much fun. And I thought, you know, when people broke the rules— they needed to be punished. They, they, they couldn't be having a good time. They couldn't be successful. So I called him out on his actions, and um, Todd was able to allow me to see the world from his point of view. And for the first time in my life, I saw the world wasn't black and white. There was room for gray. And that was a big breakthrough for me. Then two days later, 
Todd was dead. And that breakthrough I made, that was gone with him. And it took me a long time to get back to that spot I was at where I understood that the world wasn't black and white. It definitely set me back. It's been 15 years since Todd's death. And I've had more people in my life pass away. In fact, I went to a funeral today. Um, So I've had a little bit more experience with death. I've had a lot more experience with life. And I think back to, you know, that 16 or 17-year-old kid, um, me, who, who romanticized this young, tragic death, and I realized I didn't know shit. Because tragedy, for me, tragedy isn't something you can read in a poem um, or in a book or watch on TV. To really understand tragedy, you have to have lived a life. And now, every year I get a little bit older, whatever comes with that, the good and the bad, every year, you know, I go from 36 years old to 37 years old to 38 years old, my life gets a little bit better. But for Todd, he's never going to get better than 26. And I realize now, finally, that that is a real tragedy.